Hola, welcome to On Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about where do I fit in? You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. <laughs> um, I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on the wakeupradio.com and otw.com. So, same person, different show, new chapter, you know, it's a new beginning for everything. So, I basically want to say, welcome into my world where some can relate, some appreciate, and some hate. I had a little rhyme in there. (laughs) Um, First thing I want to just start off and say, you know what, I'm not an expert. I don't know everything because I don't. Sometimes I seem like I do, but I don't. Um, But I can talk about what I know, um, what I've been through, and what I still go through. Um, At times, if I have to do any research on certain topics, that's the best that I can do. So let me introduce myself. I am Angie. I am a mother of three. I am 40 years old. I'll be 41 in August. Um, mom of three and my oldest is 20, which I'm still surprised that people are just always, when I say how old I am and how old is my son, they're surprised. I don't know how a 40 year old is supposed to look, but, um, I guess that means I still look good. <laughs> so, um, I was born in Florida, raised in Brooklyn, um, back in, um, uh, 1983. My mom is Puerto Rican. My dad is black. But um, during the time of me growing up in Williamsburg, I was raised um, by my stepfather, who is Cuban. And then I have my brother, who's half Puerto Rican, half Cuban. So I was basically raised more on the Hispanic side. Um, Yes. When people, I'll get into the rest of the other stuff. But I was raised in the Hispanic side where it was a, a lot of rice and beans and and Benin, that is pork, all, all that good Spanish food and, and fatty and greasy stuff and, you know, things like that. <laughs> uh, so my neighborhood, I lived in the South Side. Basically, it was mixed with Blacks and Hispanics. Um, during that time, I, back in the 80s, it was a little bit different compared to now because I feel like everything is, more thanks to technology and social media so you get to and thanks to google you get to find out more stuff that you didn't know from before so me i could say i could say that i'm latina whatever but i can also say i'm a woman of color um because i want to get more into that as well uh it was hard for me growing up because my mom didn't know how to deal with my hair and i feel that's an issue that's out there that's with certain parents and especially when you're a mixed child um biracial it's always a thing of like how do you manage a child's hair that's not (laughs) that's not like yours if whether it's good or if it's not good my mom's first instinct was I don't know how to manage her hair, so I'm going to cut it. And I'm going to give her a really short haircut like a boy. That was her quick solution. Back then, I don't know if some of you remember that gold comb that she used to put on top of the stove um, to heat up and then pass it up against the hair uh, just to straighten it out. She used to do that often. That was another quick remedy. (laughs) Uh, After that, there were the Dominican salons where relaxers were the shit back then, where I was a fan of the relaxers because, boy, when you would go get your hair relaxed, all them little hairs that, you know, would stick out in the front, all of a sudden they're all nice, flat down, baby hairs, all that good stuff. So that was the thing I used to do a lot back then. Um, If you ask me now, it's changed. Um, Learned to love myself a little bit more learn to love the fact that I am a woman of color and when it comes to my hair that I've learned how to manage it the best that I can and that I need to appreciate what I have. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so as I said, so back then growing up, um, during that time, it was a little bit hard because, you know, here I am the light skinned girl 
um, among people of, you know, whether they look like you or they didn't. They could have been lighter than you, fair complexion. They could have looked white, you know, or, or, or black. So, you know, but me, it was just kind of like, where do I fit in when it comes to the blacks and the Hispanics? And it was always a thing as a kid growing up, because at that time, you don't really understand too much, but just know that, you know, people made you feel a certain way about who you were in your own skin. It was always this thing about my hair. So the names I used to get called, which I used to hate it so much, was the BDBs, because in the back, I don't know if that came from Martin from the show, <laughs> but it was the BDBs because of the back of my hair um, towards the back. It would get really curly. So I that's one of the names I would get called. Or there was also the whole thing called nigger naps. So uh, I've heard it all. <laughs> it, it was just crazy. And it used to annoy me because I'm like, so I basically can't say that my hair is curly. It has to be called nigger naps and beady beads. I, at that time, I wasn't really understanding, like, where is this all coming from? Like, why I just can't say that, you know what, my hair is part curly and, and it's part straight. It's like it's, it's got this weird thing going on. <laughs> so it was really rough. It was really rough growing up because besides me figuring out where I fit in, it was just a whole bunch of other things happening. And it was just like, again, it was just something to really uh, try to figure out because everything was always like, you know, here I am, the the light-skinned girl, um, red bone. So many things of these new names and terms I started learning um, of what I was called, even at times, caramel, caramel skin. It was just like, just a whole bunch of stuff. And in my mind, it's like, why can I just be considered a woman? Why can I just be considered a person? Why does everything always have to be about race and color? Um, speeding a little bit more forward, like I said, it took me time as I got older to accept the fact that, you know, this is who I am. Um, my hair, I should be grateful. Um, I don't know if you remember seeing, the, I think the, what was it? The the show, um, the series of the movie that Chris Rock did about, um, was it good hair? Good hair, bad hair, something like that. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, why, why, when it comes to the women of color, they give us such a hard time about how we're supposed to look. This is why, for me, I dislike this so much because people were trying to make me feel uncomfortable, trying to make me feel like whatever I did to my hair, um, it wasn't good enough. But I'm like, I like what I would do to my hair, whether I straightened it, um, I made it curly, whether if I wet it and just put gel and just let it, you know, <laughs> take whatever effect it wanted to, to take. And it, it was just like... It sucked because I felt like it, it made me resent a little bit. It just bothered me so much because then I started looking at people differently. And that was the issue about when people wonder, you know, why is so-and-so so mad? Why does she make comments like that or why? Because of everything else that's happened when you, where, where you're raised and the things that people tell you and you're just kind of like, are you, are you serious? Like, I don't, I don't really understand. Um, Again, being a woman of color, it's just like, I don't get it. People give you such a hard time. And then it was another thing, too, where it seems that being light-skinned was supposed to be considered a good thing for for someone like me. And I'm just like, why? Like, I don't understand. I think anybody of whatever shade or color you are should still be considered beautiful. And, you know, people will still want to talk to you. Um but again, being in the neighborhood that I lived in, it was just one of those things like, where do I fit in? Do I fit in with the Hispanics? Do I fit in with the blacks? It seems like I didn't fit in nowhere. <laughs> uh, when it came to asking me, what do I eat certain things? And I'm like, no, I don't eat none of that. I loved my Spanish food. I didn't know anything about nothing else, about chitlins or none of that. I didn't eat any of that. Again, I was raised by my mom. She's Puerto Rican. Um, but it sucked when you had friends. It was the same thing. It's just like, like, 
what's going on. So I'm Hispanic like you, but I guess because I'm not as light, really light skinned compared to if I look like a white person like you, uh, um, I still didn't even fit in. Then when it came to the blacks, if I wasn't, if I wasn't dark enough or, or just because I was the light skinned girl, again, I still didn't fit in and it just sucked growing up having to to you know feel like that um again all of this takes time something that you have to see within yourself to be able to appreciate and accept who you are um i wish i could show you pictures of how i walk in my neighborhood that i live in now i was like you know what fuck it i love this freaking hair of mine um back then when my hair was longer I would walk around with my hair all out like a big mane, like if I was a lion, and I didn't give a shit. Why? Because I was walking in my neighborhood trying to make a fucking point. I love the way I look. I love how my hair looks. I mean, come on now. I love it. I would walk around in one of those things like, you know, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I don't care what they say about me. I don't care if they, they're thinking like, why the fuck she doesn't comb that shit. I did not care anymore because it got to the point where it was annoying because everything is like, damn, if you do and damn, if you don't. Whatever you do, people are never content. People are always going to talk. Somebody always has to say something. So I got to the point, you know what? Fuck it. If it looked nice, somebody's still going to say something. And if it looked crappy, somebody's still going to say something. So it just got to the point where I'm just like, I'm going to walk around how I want to, how I feel comfortable. Um, the way I dress, I love to dress in so many different styles that I'm like in this neighborhood, people probably look at me like I'm weird. But again, it's about me. I have to feel comfortable and I have to appreciate and just be, be able to accept myself and be okay with what I do. But again, it's just, um, cause I remember one time, um, and it's funny because, Oh, that's another thing. My hair, the length of it, the, the longest that I've ever seen it, um, grow out is probably past my shoulders. <laughs> um, I have a lot of hair. And that was another thing my mom couldn't stand. It's like I had, I have, I still have thick hair. So my hair would go past my shoulders. So I remember one time I went to the salon, I got it done. It was really nice. So I picked it up and I remember that these, um, two young black girls passed by and they were laughing at me and pointing at my hair. And I'm just like looking at them. Like I didn't get what was funny, but at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they thought my hair was fake or I was like, I don't know. Maybe they thought like, who the hell was I trying to be? I will never know what they were thinking, but I just know that when I passed by, they were laughing at me. And like I said, they were just um, looking at my hair, but um, again, it just really sucks because people forget just because um, you can be, um, oh my gosh, now that I see my friend texting me, um, my, my bestie is a great example of when it comes to shades, it doesn't matter what color you are and how, what type of hair you have because she's darker than me. She's from Guyana, and she has this very beautiful, long, curly hair. And I'm talking about it goes way past her shoulders, almost close up to where maybe above where her butt is at. That's how long her hair is. And even she at times would tell me that people used to approach her and ask her, like, hey, are you wearing a wig or something? And I'm like, I'm like, why does everything... Why, when it comes to uh, a woman like myself of being light-skinned or a darker woman and they actually have good hair or what is considered good hair, why does everything have to be that she must be wearing a wig? Why it just can't be like, this is actually her hair? There are people of color who actually have good hair and they look like that. Um but it was just a struggle of, like I said, um, throughout the years of just always thinking, like, I don't know what's wrong with people. And even with my daughter now, the fact that I try to 
tell her to like love and appreciate herself and especially her hair because it seems at this her because she's young. I mean, she's a teenager, but she's not at that point in her life where she's not okay. She doesn't she doesn't like her hair. She doesn't like how she looks. Um, I've seen her trying to put eyelashes on. I've seen her trying to put wigs, lace fronts. Um, she's been learning how to do her own hair, and it's pretty impressive because it comes out pretty good. But this is the type of stuff that she's been doing. And when I feel like I've tried to sit down and have conversations, I was like, look, how about we use these products? The Aunt Jessie's, I think, is it Aunt Jessie um, and Aunt Jackie's, something like that, that I used that on my hair to, oh, my gosh, do you not even understand how I love those products? You do not know. When I was just like, I started using that, I was just like, oh, my God, I wish I had this shit back when I was like a kid or a teenager do you know how great that would have been for me to put that in my hair and give it that nice curly look and I can try to put it however I want it to or, you know what I mean? It would give it such nice definition and I love it. And when I would offer it to my daughter and I'm telling her, like, you know, try this, you know, I feel like we both have the same hair texture. I was like, maybe it would do the same thing. But for some reason, she was just on some line. Mm, no, she'd rather wear her wigs. Um she doesn't have time to be doing no curly look to her hair. Um, she just didn't want to. Same thing with my son, both my boys. Um, my youngest also has very nice curly hair. <laughs> um, that was another thing when people used to see him outside because it was curly, but it had, like, again, I can't explain it. I know you've probably seen it, like, kind of curly, nappy thing going on. So even people will always come at me for that saying like, you know, hey, comb his hair, do this. And I'm over here like, what the fuck? What the hell is wrong with people? Nobody's never fucking content with anything like his hair. Like I again, I was trying to learn how to manage even his hair to make it look the best that I could. My oldest also has curly hair. Um, even even him, his hair is not. Like, I think if he was to, like, wet it and do something, like, it would be cute little curls. Like, he had cute little curls. Even his father would make fun of him. Talking about, again, that word I used, the bitty beads and, and the nigga naps. And I swear you do not understand how much I hated that. In my mind, I used to tell him, like, yo, it's just curly hair. Like, why can't you just say it with me? He has curly hair. Those are curls. Not nigga naps. Not bitty beads. He has curly hair. <laughs> he has curly hair. So it's all of that. All of that. As a kid growing up, as a young woman, and as an adult now, it was just like, where the fuck do I fit in? Where do I fit in when it comes to the Hispanics and the Blacks? Where do I fit in because of my hair? Because it seems that people don't like it because it's just like, oh, this bitch has this type of good hair. Um, but, you know our hair is better because we're wearing you know um wigs and other things on top of ours and i was just like that bothered me so much because it's like oh so i can't walk around with my own natural hair and be proud of it so i would have to start wearing wig and lace fronts in order to be accepted but like i said before no matter what you do People are gonna talk. Somebody always has to say something. Um, there's just a you just can't fucking live. <laughs> you just can't live in this world. But um, yeah, it's it hasn't been easy. It's been one of those long roads because I feel like I know that people understand and can relate to what I'm saying um, because it just sucks. Like. You know, you're, you're thinking you're walking around that you're just being, you know, you're walking around your life as like, oh, I'm just a person trying to worry about school, maybe getting a little job. And then all of a sudden adulthood kicks you in the face and you're worrying about other shit now. But how am I going to pay my cell phone? And then here you are worrying about the color of your skin. Worrying about who do you fit in with? Worrying about that now when you go out. Some people will look at you funny and others will be okay with how you look. If I go around telling people I'm Hispanic, I, again, it'll be kind of half and half. Some will be cool, great, here's another Puerto Rican just like us. Or it'll be the ones that'll be looking at you like, 
who's she? Because she's not light, not that light enough for us. So, you know, even the same thing with men. At one point, I just thought like, do men of, of lighter skin, especially the Hispanic men, don't like me? I was just thinking at one point, like, is there something wrong? And then I was just, again, I was just all caught up with, with my skin color, thinking, oh, is it because of my skin color, because of how I look? Oh, because I'm not dark enough or because I'm not light enough? And so am I not considered attractive to other Hispanic men? Because I would tell you, black men loved me. <laughs> uh, black men loved me. And I was just like, okay. I was just like, and again, at times I used to think, so I was like, oh, so it's the opposite thing here. Is it because, again, because I'm light skinned? Because I'm a light skinned Hispanic? Because that, you should hear the conversations um, when you usually talk to people and the things they tell you. So I was just like, is that what it is? So because I'm a light-skinned Hispanic, does it make me sexier? Does it make me prettier? Does it make me better? I just, at that time, I never understood. Here I am liking everyone and anyone of shade, color, whatever. I wasn't even on some, you know, oh, you're too dark for me, you're too light for me. I didn't really care. For me, everything had to do with personality getting to know someone while everybody else, well, I can't say everybody, while some other people or some people out there are just judging me by my color or looking at me a certain way because of how I look. Um, it was always something with women too. Women just did not like me. I feel like I'm very popular with that. <laughs> women did not like me because again, here I am the light skinned one. Um, and guys would flock over to me or, or try to talk to me. And it seems that that was a problem because they're, there they go talking to the light-skinned girl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, it hasn't been easy. Because like I said, when I was younger, that's all I would think about. is like, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? I, And this is probably something that... <laughs> I feel like kids are probably going through right now. Maybe, maybe not. But with the fact that when they hang around people and how people look at them and, you know, how they treat them. Because I remember there was a show um, I was watching on Netflix. And the girl, she was also light-skinned with, with really nice curly hair. And... She basically started hanging out with the white kids. And then it was a scene where the black girl had approached her. And I don't know when I was watching it, it was kind of like, did the, did the light-skinned girl not feel comfortable joining that, that um, I guess, like the after-school group because they were black or how the, you know what I mean? Like how the black girl would feel towards her. And... It seems like even in, in shows and movies, you're still seeing like the sort of um, separation still of people trying to figure out who are they going to hang out with or where they're actually fit in, where, again, they're not being judged or looked at differently just because, again, because of the color of their skin. But um, it's been <laughs> it's been an interesting, uh, interesting journey. So as I'm here, you know, giving you a little background about myself before um, I go to a break, um, I decided to come up with the show and I feel like it's a show that people cannot forget the name, especially with this type of um, title, <laughs> Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Uh, it's just everything. I want to talk about everything and anything. It's going to be every topic as a mom, as a friend, as a woman, everything as a mother, everything as a sister, everything, everything. Because <laughs> um, I just feel that there's topics that I've been wanting to talk about. And either I hope that, you know, people, like I always say, people can relate to it. Maybe I can always get feedback from other people. Or people can even give me information about maybe certain things that I'll talk about in um, later episodes uh because it should be very interesting i feel that 
like I said, again, I might say things that might not always sound right. It might come out wrong at times. And, you know, if it does, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm not perfect. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're go going to agree to disagree. Like I said, I don't know everything, but there's always Google. <laughs> there's always everything else if I need to look into something and then talk about it. But again, half of the stuff that I do talk about is things that, um, that I've been through. And, you know, I just want to put it out there to see who I can help, who can help me if they have anything. Again, like I said, any information may be something that I might not know. So with that being said, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. What she do with her hair? Why is she bald? <laughs> she got some braids. <laughs> Hola, welcome back to On The Wake Up Radio. I'm your hostess, Doriqua Angie, and my show is Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. And tonight's topic is about where... Do I fit in? And on the line, I have my producer, Cindy. Hey. <laughs> so as I'm listening to you tell your story, you know, I, I, I don't think people realize um, the significance of your hair. And a lot of times because uh, so much uh, propaganda, TV, uh, grandparents, they don't help. Um, parents, they don't help. Um, just the the myth that comes with good hair, bad hair. You're right. It's called good hair. I did watch that. Uh, the billion dollars gone into weaves and all these things. And um, I thought about what you were saying, and I was thinking, this is like trauma. This hair situation mm -hmm. is trauma when you're a little girl. Because people will, you'll either remember people saying, oh, your hair is so pretty. Or you remember people saying, why your hair look like that? And you could be thinking, mm -hmm. your hair is amazing. And then someone, some adult comes along and tells you, your hair is nappy. And you're thinking, I was so happy to be nappy. I didn't know I was nappy. I just thought this was Fibonacci sequence. Mm -hmm. All you nerds get that. Do you get what I'm saying? And so curly, straight. Uh, especially when you come from a, a, you know, when you have the black and the Latin mix, um, even Caribbeans, even Haitians, even those who are, you know, uh, with the, the, the Chickasaw, I don't know, people are mixed with all, you know, you're black and everybody, you know, everybody's all fucking mashed up. But at the end of the day, I like when you were talking about it, I was thinking, I remember not liking my hair as a kid and I remember being 13 and getting my first perm and being excited but then I remember waking up one day because I don't like to wear head ties and bonnets and my hair breaking off mm. <laughs> you know I remember I remember shaving it dyeing it frying it um braiding it weaving it and I told myself and I'm not going to tell you guys my age but I told myself when I had turned when I got to 40, I was done with all this bullshit. And I remember going to take out this, like, a weave. And I remember crying. Because the shit hurts so fucking bad. And I'm tender-headed. <laughs> that doesn't help. Oh, man, me too. <laughs> and I, I told a lady, cut it all off. She said, but it's going to cut your hair. I said, no, no, I don't care. I don't like, you're you hurting me. And she was like, she finished. It was like a pixie cut. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out the game. I'm not perming this shit no more. I'm not braiding this shit no more. I'm getting locks. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm done. I, I, I mean, who am I doing this for? You, now that I have locks, I ain't even going to lie to you. It's not even a thing for me to get out. I throw my head on the bed. It's like the bed. I wish I knew. I would have got locks a long time ago. But I get it. I know children born with locks, they don't like it. They go in their permit and then they realize, damn, that was the best course. So just being natural, just like twisting your hair is nice. Like people don't even realize how beautiful, how beautiful our hair is. How beautiful the different shades of skin that we have. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to ask you is, how deep is the trauma for you? Because I had my trauma until I woke up and I told myself, 
I am not my hair for real. It is what it is. And I understand society wants it laid and died to the side and you got to go to work looking a certain way and all this shit. But it's not practical to wear a fucking wig on your head 12 hours and, and lace fronts. These people got lace fronts on their head for two, three months. You know how smelly that is. Hmm. To just cover your head. It was to the point when I first got the locks, my mom used to say, why do you want to do that to you? And that's what I'm telling you. It's family. It's really family. It's not really outsiders because sometimes you can block that. It's really a family, right? Like you said, your mom was like, oh, no, fuck that. I'm going to cut it. And it's not fault to them. It's what they grew up hearing. And my mom was like, you're going outside with your hair like that? Because, you know, when the dreads first start, they're like little pickaninnies. And mm-hmm. she was like, you're not coming to the wedding. Where's your Betsy wig? And I wore the Betsy wig. <laughs> and I remember the wedding was like so long that when I went to take it off, my hair looked like it wanted to cry. Like it was like, why oh. would you cover us? It was like all dry. It was like, oh, remember Hollywood Shuffle? I don't even remember that movie. He couldn't get his activator grease. So it would like shrink up. It was like, oh, I forgot the guy, Robert Townsend. It was like a play on like, oh yeah. And then he was like, thank you. And he threw all the fucking Jericho juice on his head. It was like, ah. Like, it was a moment of like, I was like, I'm doing too much. Just leave it as it is. And if people don't like it, it's fine. I got to like me. So, again, my question was, because I just went on this rant, because you just took me down a memory lane. How deep is the trauma? Because no one you're talking, you're talking for millions of women of color. Uh, The the trauma was um, very deep because, again, just with with what my mom was doing and then being around my friends and when I would look at their hair and even, oh, my gosh, when they had the gel back then, that black gel, that was the worst because I was even putting that on with a head wrap just to keep my hair down but then the problem was that after a while once you would kind of touch it then you would start to see either like that flaky the black stuff or even just even the regular gel that would make you look like if you had dandruff so it was just all of that at the time again I love the products they have now but they didn't have back then because it was just like here I am gel relaxers all those things were in back then that here I am myself trying to use it because I was just made to feel a certain way, like I have to get these little hairs in the front to to stick down because here I am pulling my hair back and all I see is these hairs in the front standing up. And I was like, this doesn't look cute. I was like, I need to put some gel. I need to put some spray. I need to put some mousse. It was like everything and anything that I could find. I was trying to figure out how can I keep this hair to look a certain way? Worrying about, again, how I look in front of everybody else. So... And again, that's when I said when the relaxers started coming out and it was a big thing with that too. Oh, like I said, I got pictures. My hair looked great. Like I said, my hair is, um, once it grows out again, it's, it's long. It's probably like past my shoulders. And here I am, even relaxers at that time, that wasn't even good to even be putting on my head in the first place. Because there was times I think even my hair was kind of um, falling out. So it got to the point where you have to kind of take a break from that too and just let your hair just naturally be no that part that part um it's something you had touched on uh right before i called you you were talking about the industry the music industry uh the music videos we watch and it did something to us yes um that i was saying that um if you would watch the videos back then which of course that's another thing too for us my generation um we used to always watch videos. It was MTV or whatever. Um, all Everything we did back then was watch videos when it came to certain songs. But I've always noticed that when I look back now, it was like it was always a light-skinned black woman. It was like that was the thing back then as well, too. It was like this whole separation of, of black women where the lighter skin was was better for some reason that was like the best thing to present to the world like we can't put this dark a darker woman this black woman on here we have to go with the light-skinned one the fair one the one again in my mind and i feel like i don't know why people look at it that way it's like just because you're light-skinned and i said it before too i'm like just because you're light-skinned doesn't make you any prettier there's no such thing because whether you're light-skinned or you're dark 
you're ugly, you're ugly. <laughs> you're ugly, you're ugly, or you're pretty. I don't feel like the, the shade of your skin has anything to do with how it's going to make you look. So that was another thing about that too. But yeah, there was that whole separation and it just sucked because even later on, I forgot, I don't know how long ago, was hearing about how women are were bleaching their skin. And if you look how little Kim looks now, it's like, why? It bothers me to see women back then. I didn't see anything wrong with them. I didn't see nothing wrong with their color skin. I thought they were beautiful. I didn't see nothing wrong, but for the fact here they are here too, trying to make themselves lighter, bleaching their skin. And I'm over here thinking, why? I need to know what's the secret, what's going on, what's better about being lighter it doesn't make a difference because look at me being light-skinned it's not like that made it any easier because again people are still looking at me differently it's either i don't fit in with the black so i don't fit in with the hispanics so it's like what difference does it make of people trying to lighten their skin for what it doesn't really matter so so now uh, another question that this is a little deep what mm-hmm. do you identify with because you 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 feel like you're a Latina, because I know there's a difference. There's Latina, there's Hispanic, right? There's uh, Latin means there's a mix of African descent along with the Latin descent, but then Hispanic is more of the uh, Hispano Hispaniola, right? It's more of Spain, and then it's more of like a, a Caucasian thing. But Latin means you're mixed with the Afro. It's so many. It's so many different. Because my issue, it really is. My Mm. issue is how I can go somewhere and yeah, I look like a black girl, but then it, then it becomes the divide and conquer. If people are not dividing and conquering through religion, which is a big, right? People's faith. So now you're not good enough because you don't believe in this and you don't believe in that. There is even uh, a a level of nationality. How black Mm. are you? Are you African? Are you Caribbean? Are you African American? You know, are you into, and so, so black people are so divided. And I don't know about any other race, right? But they're so yeah. divided, right? Because everyone believes in like all these different things that, you know, when I came to this country and I was about like five, and I remember going to school and they gave me a paper that asked me if I was Caucasian, if I was uh, black. If I was um, was a Pacific Islander or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in others because I, I did. They didn't speak about this in the house. I wrote I was Canadian. Mm-hmm. Because where I come from, there's a nationality. They don't do color because I have family that look like you. I got family that looks like fucking no color. I got, you get what I'm saying? I got people that look white, got dark skin. Everyone's such a different, I've got redheads and freckle people because of these, you know, whatever the fuck happened with the Irish back in my family shit. But do you get what I'm saying? So there was yeah. no color. So now when I came here, there was this color thing. So where does one fit in? And I don't believe to be anything now that I know what I know that, that I am this black girl, right? I'm this black girl, but I do have a, I have a thing for my culture, Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's where separation happens too. culture. Right. Because you were talking about things you ate, things you saw, music you danced to, just certain things, just culture. Even the way you you treat your kids when they're sick, you there are certain things when they're born. Do you put the red string on their arm for the maldita? Do y'all put the red string? Do you get what I'm saying? It's just certain cultures where you do certain things. And then if you say it to someone who's uh, American, if you say something to a Haitian, if you say something African, they might do something different. But there's culture. But I think our problem is we're so busy just being mean to each other. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like saying, oh, yeah, no, those people. Oh, yeah. It's like when they talk about the Mexicans, you know, they're like, oh, they come over here. They do all the, 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 the. everybody got some shit yeah. to say about everybody. But at, at the time of day when your peoples came here or if you're from here, then 
you get what I'm saying? I, I, I'm still perplexed about it. I can only control what I do. I try not to be shitty to nobody. So then when people are shitty to me, I just take notice because they don't know who they're being shitty to. But I just take notice because I, I don't like being in a room and then someone says, um, yeah, as black people, we've got a da-da-da. But you know those fucking Caribbeans, those motherfucking. And then I, I sit there and I think to myself, you don't even know what I am. But I don't fuss with them because I always say people are angry and they, again, this is like the hair thing. We were taught this person's lazy. This is too nappy. This is too black. And this is too, and if you're light skinned, you're not good enough. And I go, how can someone fit in, right? Because that's what this is. Where do I fit in? Where do you fit in, Angie? Where do you, have you, are you still thinking about it? It's perplexed. I don't know. I mean, I've, Again, because my mom's Hispanic, but I, I know when I would tell people, I would say that, you know, that I am Hispanic and I am Latina and I've related with that more. But again, regardless, even if I do tell people I'm Hispanic, I still see myself regardless as a person, you know, it was just more because of who raised me and, and what I'm used to, just what you were talking about, like my kids, the whole thing with the joke with the Vicks, hey, there's a problem. Put some fix on it, you know? So a, a lot of things that I was talking, just like we said, when the babies are born, you put that um that that little thing with the eye on it, the del ojo, you know? So, you know, um, for things of like, you know, make sure that people like keep evil away and just because people, you know, and just all these traditions and stuff. And, but it's just really interesting because just like what you're saying, I mean, it's like, even if you're black, there's just so many different cultures of how they do things differently compared because it's just it's just, it's just pretty interesting. It's like we're still black, but we just still do certain things differently. Because um, another thing I was going to say is like the Hispanics, that even that was just so disappointing because when it came to like, I don't know, I think the Puerto Ricans do it too, but when it came to Dominicans from what the, the stories that I would hear, even they would treat their own people and their own children a certain way because let's say in the family everybody else is of a light light skin like they're they don't really look white but um you know what i mean they're just lighter skin and then that one child comes out to be dark they really treat that child like like look at this dark skin one over here like oh like you're part of the family like even even the Hispanics would do it to each other. And I was thinking like, wow, <laughs> like really? Like nowhere where you go, the blacks, blacks, Hispanics, whites, whatever, people are still treating each other a certain way. And I was just like, that's really fucked up. Like just because he, your child came out like that, like now you're going to disown them. Or even the people in the, in, in the area would tell their child, like again, who's lighter skin, don't date the black child. Don't, don't date that negrito over there. Just like what you said, because black people either consider lazy or whatever they they look at black people, they were like, no, don't don't get married or date that negrito. And if you did, you will be disowned by your family because again, they already told you not to. And here you are with the black person. I was just like, this is shit that I would hear. It would just really amaze me. It's just like I don't understand people. Like I don't I don't get it. Like what is it with this whole? Oh, this whole separation. And then, like, what we're talking about, it's just, like, then it just makes you feel, like, again, like I was saying, it's like, where do you belong then? Like, how how do you fit in when everybody else is just, like, so against you and just everything is about freaking color? Yeah. No, it, it is disappointing. It's so funny because even in growing up, uh, the experience of... um. If anybody's ever read the autobiography of Malcolm X, Malcolm X's mom is from Grenada. This is where I'm from. And one of the things they used to do was put him out in the sun because it wasn't dark enough. This is the people Mm. I come from. This is the absolute opposite of what what other people go through, which is be with the light-skinned people. My, My people are more like, no, we need you to have color. So now... You know, I what do I call it? I call it the um, Malcolm X complex because some uh, sometimes mm. I'll say like, uh, you know, a brother that's light skinned, really stern. They have to be harder because their tone. People look at it like, oh, you're not black enough. 
which is insane, right? Because you can obviously see the brother is a black mm-hmm. brother, but nonetheless, because you don't know what their family has said to them, everyone else is dark skin around you, and here you are, not your fault through DNA. It could be through rape or through whatever or even through whatever relations. And so you're just like, that's the way the fucking dice got rolled. And I think that we can only control ourselves. And I try not to mm-hmm. get into that now that I'm older. Before it was like, I didn't, you know, to me it didn't matter. Like I had different friends. I'm in New York, so it is what it is. But one of the things I did notice is that um, once you get past the the color issue, of you being light-skinned, it's really a pretty mm-hmm. thing. Mm. You're thinking it's because you're light-skinned. It's because you're pretty. That's why bitches have a problem with you. The moment you, it's, it's, it's go, you go, oh, my God, my skin is not, my hair is not. And then one day you'll get old enough and someone will say it to you, you know you're pretty, right, and kind of give you this look. Are you wearing makeup? No, I don't have any makeup. And then you realize it is not my skin color. I am just a naturally pretty bitch, and this is a problem for these bitches. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I'm just telling you. I've, I've seen you. I know what you look like. Do you get what I'm saying? It's really a pretty thing, and people have issues because they don't feel pretty. No one made them feel pretty, and God knows it took a long time for us to be comfortable in our skin. Mm-hmm. And then when you get older, to have a bitch that 30, 40, 50 years old still doing that dumb shit like she's 13, that's that bitch problem. Let that shit lay with her. Because that's how I'm seeing it at this moment. I'm at the age where, listen, if you're a good person, it doesn't, if you're a good person, it doesn't matter what shade of black you are. Intent mm-hmm. is everything. Intentions is everything because you can meet someone that's dark skin and they seem cool and they turn around and be shitty. Are we going to not talk to black people anymore? No, we move on to the next black person. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. I've gotten to the, I'm at this age where I'm like a thousand and I don't even care. Like if you're good to me, I'm good to you. I'm good to you first and whatever, whatever like that. But I I try not to get like the skin thing. For me, it's what's within and the intentions of a person. And and after a while, people will kind of like tell on themselves if they're for you or maybe they want to steal your sunlight or whatever the fuck it is. But no one can take yours away. Remember that. No, I know. Trust me, I know. (laughs) Thank you for letting Um, me preach to you. Yes. Um, no, I was going to say something that you mentioned, and that was another thing. I don't even know if I even mentioned it before, you know, um, wrap up the show, was um, even being um, light-skinned, that was another thing, too. So it seems that light-skinned people are sensitive because I've noticed that when it will come to guys, too, who are light-skinned, they were like, oh, that's a light-skinned thing because why he's so sensitive, like a little bitch. And I was just over here like, oh, my God. So now all light-skinned people are sensitive. And in my mind, it's like, when you really sit there and you look at everybody else, in my mind, it's like, no, people are just sensitive in general because that person is not even light-skinned and he's having his own little problems and he's being fucking sensitive and he's not even fucking light-skinned. So I'm just like, oh, my God, like, you don't even know. like. And this was almost like, what, maybe maybe the most like two, three years ago of like still having these conversations about being light-skinned and all that. I'm just like, are you serious? So because, and they were doing it to me. So all because I'm light-skinned, I'm sensitive. So that's all I ever got and I heard. And I was just like, as old as I am, it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I, and I was just like, I don't even, again, color had nothing to do with it because if you saw the next black person, they're being sensitive too and they're not light-skinned. So I was like, that's just bullshit. You know what I mean? They just want to just change shit up and just throw it out there, like just trying to. But I was like, whatever. Again, because I'm always speaking the truth, and people don't like when I say shit. Right. So I was like, right. of course, let's just throw in. She's just light skinned and she's. But here's sensitive. what I was gonna say: is that do white people do that? Do they go? Well, I have lighter skin with. They only do it on a nationality thing. Oh, I'm Irish. Oh, I'm Italian. Oh, I'm. It's more of a national. They don't do my pink skin is pinker. They don't have a thing for that, right? Mm-hmm. They have the Aryan Nation shit, blonde, blue eyes, blah, 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 Caucasoid, whatever. But at the end of the day, they don't really, and that's that Hitler shit. But they don't really have a thing where, oh, look at look at Becky. Becky here's 
not as straight as do you that's what I'm saying. This is some shit that somebody did to us. Mm-hmm. This is some shit somebody did to us. I'm just saying, like, I, the history, yeah, this is some shit somebody did to us. Because if no one else, if it's not out of nationality, not even trying to be funny, if it's not out of, I'm from here, I'm from here, great, whatever. I, pe- I believe people should fight for whoever they believe they are. If y'all fucking white, be happy you're fucking white. If y'all fucking Hispanic, be happy you're Hispanic. Whatever you believe, just believe in that shit. But this shit where black people are separated into fucking 18 different bags of shit, and then you shave off that, and there's religion, and then you shave off that, and then there's something else, it's, it's fucking stupid. And that's why we have an okay. issue with getting together. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Um, man, I was going to say something. All right, it'll come back to me because I was going to talk about, oh, forgot now. But I just know it had to do with, um, oh, about the whole skin thing. But this, this, you were talking about the skin lightning, not the lightning, not the skin. No, it was something else I was going to bring up, but I forgot. (laughs) Eventually, I'll play, I remember before, um, we end, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, the movie, Napoli Ever After. Um, I don't know if it's an age thing, because like I said, look, it's true. Um, even before I turned 40, I was just on some like, oh, I'm like, I'm older. I should even give a fuck about none of these people, because again, I'm older. Um, you know, you never know tomorrow's not guaranteed for me to be fucking worrying about people and how I look. So I think now that it's like I turned 40, I was just on some like, again, I'm still on. I'm like, I don't care. I will go out with my hair looking wild if I have to. Just because it's like, this is my hair. Again, I should be proud of it and happy with what the fuck I have. There's some people, poor people out there that don't even have hair. That can't even grow hair. It's just a lot of shit that people are just so very fucking ungrateful. It just blows my mind. We just fucking complain too much about a lot of shit when the world out there is very ugly. A lot of fucked up shit's happening. Human trafficking, um, things with the animals, just a whole bunch of shit that I can go on with. Like, there's just a lot of other shit happening that we're sitting here complaining about minor shit. And the world out there, it's just, oof, a lot of dark shit that we don't fucking see, but it's happening. And here we are complaining about shit. We're not happy with ourselves. And other people are not even fucking lucky. So, you know? I love this uh, new podcast. You've started your new chapter. Tell them what it is again. Yes, thoughts of a light skinned woman. Yes, the new chapter, new beginning. So <laughs> that's where we're going with now. Thank you for so let, thank you for letting me uh, send some questions your way. Let me get out of your thank way. Thank you. All right. All right. So, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to my show tonight. So you can check us out on thewakeupradio.com, otw.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to my show of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week um, on the Wake Up Radio at 9 for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. And remember, life is too short. Enjoy life to the fullest. Good night until next time. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby. Cindy Ashby. 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 On the wake up.